And good morning, good evening, wherever you may be, around the nation, around the world. You are listening to The Supernatural Realm on WCET.FM. Also on WCET 101.7 FM, Columbia Talk in Columbia, South Carolina. Also on High Point Radio on um, New York, New Jersey, in PA on 1620 AM, and also 100.5 FM on High Point Radio. Well, welcome to the uh, show this evening, and uh, wow, man, uh, we got a very special guest who I've been uh, just dying to talk to, no pun intended, but uh, Mr. Bill Bean, and um, co-host Chip is going to tell our listeners who he is. Go ahead, Chip. Yeah, thank you, Tim, and, uh, you know, we welcome you all. This could be one of the most important shows we do this year, I think, uh, you know, based on the stuff we've been talking about off here. So you, you really picked a great day to join us, uh, kind of a high point in the show, pun intended there, <laughs> to our friends in, you know, the Northeast there. Um, yeah, uh, but let's talk about our guest, and, and yeah, I'll say it out loud, and, and Timmy pretty much did, too. Uh, out, out of all the people that we've known in, in the realm that handled the most difficult kinds of things, the most negative kinds of things, places that I tend to not go to that often, <laughs> there's really nobody better in the field uh, for this kind of work uh, than our guest Bill being today. So the, the spiritual warrior uh, is kind of the name that was appointed to him, and it's, it's really appropriate, As a beautiful man. Uh, Bill Bean is a world-renowned spiritual warfare deliverance minister slash exorcist and is known as the spiritual warrior. He's an internationally known author, lecturer, and supernatural expert as well. We're going to talk about some activity with his books uh, coming up in a little bit. Um, Mr. B is currently appearing in several episodes of a haunting series. That was just on, I think, last night. Mm -hmm. uh, he regularly joins George Norrie on Coast to Coast AM uh, and Tim Roxbury and Chip Reichenthal on <laughs> Supernatural Realm. Yeah. <laughs> and he's appeared on George Norrie's Beyond Belief TV show. See, we don't have a TV show yet. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, Maybe someday. <laughs> Bill has also appeared in the Lifetime Movie Network series, I Was Possessed, which is awesome, by the way. Bill's helped people in over 40 different countries and is anointed in the area of spiritual warfare deliverance ministry that addresses anything from curses, blocks, attachments, obsession, oppression, to possession by demonic spirits. He's also a life coach, providing guidance and advice on how to be strong in mind, body, and spirit. It was one of the things that really makes him such a beautiful man and really the best uh, to be in the position to do this work, especially in our qualified opinion, <laughs> I think so. With great sensitivity and understanding, Bill Bean helps his clients to find solutions to a wide array of life challenges. He works with each client to help them build on their strengths to identify and achieve goals. Uh, life is all about moving forward. Uh, that's according to Bill Bean, and, and boy, that's a beautiful moniker to have, you know. Uh, Jesus said, in order to receive, we must believe. The way to truly break the chains of the enemy is to develop a new mindset that replaces fear with faith, strength, and courage, says Bill. Uh, Bill Bean has been down many hard roads in life. God bless him. It was often said that he could not be where he currently is in helping others had he not gone through some horrific experiences. And that's a point to a lot of our horrific experiences 
he gives us wisdom uh, by sharing his testimony of insurmountable tragedy, discovering his path toward deliverance and redemption through the power of God. He has impacted the lives of so many people from all walks of life, and uh, he's done it marvelously. Bill travels to the homes and businesses of clients, and he conducts Skype and phone sessions as well. And today, he's our honored guest here on Supernatural Realm. I'm going to turn it over to Tim, and I just wanted to tell the people, Tim has an idea of something he wants to talk about during this show today that I think is very important for each and all of us. Um, I'm just going to preface that as I turn it over to my honored friend, the great Tim Roxbury here on Supernatural Rap. Tim. I like to I like to welcome Bill Bean to the show. It's been it's been uh, great to to have him here. It's been great to actually finally meet Bill in person at at the uh, at Phenomenology a few years ago in Gettysburg, and um, reading what Bill has experienced early on in his life. Is, is so similar to my experience with my father, um, being him being, you know, my father being uh, an alcoholic and having that negative influence um, throughout my life um, with his alcoholism and his anger and different things that was going on with him when I was younger and growing up. And so I, I feel I have that connection with you, Bill, and it, it's just great to have you here. Uh, it's my honor and pleasure. Thank you both so much. It's always great coming on with you, and I'm sorry it's been so long <laughs> since, uh, you know, this has been a long time coming now, so we'll have to do this sooner than later for the next time, that's for sure. Yeah. Of course, well, I've been a little busy, you know, just a little. <laughs> <laughs> I understand it. I do. I really do. And, and you know, I apologize to you guys because I was supposed to come back uh, a while ago, and unfortunately I had to go out on an emergency call and that stopped my coming on the show. I apologize for that. But these things do happen sometimes. And when it's time to go, I have to go. Yeah. Cause there's not too many people in, the, in this country that, that help people like you do, Bill. And uh, yeah, it's, it's the quality of your work. It I does. Mean, it's just, and, and, it's uh, so impressive. Well, I appreciate it. And I praise God for it. It's the calling that he's put on my life. So um, like Chip said earlier, Truly, I could not be where I'm at right now had I not been there. So it was all a necessary part of the journey. And uh, that level of suffering was required in order for me to be able to connect with people and relate to people. Because as you guys know, when people suffer in horrible ways and they suffer high levels of trauma, they don't like to talk about it and they don't trust just anybody. So it requires that level of trust uh, and that person... Once they realize that I have been down all those long and hard roads, then all of a sudden there could be something that would bring us together and then they would trust in me in knowing that I've been there. So once that takes place, then God works through me to do the rest. Mm-hmm. And then your first book was Dark Force and and you'll be coming out uh, now, I think, uh, here very shortly with Dark Force Revisited. Yeah, uh, which is in it's more detail of, of what August you've been third, through. right? Yeah, um, the tw- I'm going to wait till the twelfth. I'm going right. to release it on the twelfth. But if people wanted to make pre-orders now, they can. They can visit my website, BillBean.net or BillBeanMinistries.com. But yeah, the official release will be August twelfth, and I'm really excited about it. I'll tell you, I I felt that God really put an urging on me to go back, and now the original version of Dark Force has reached people 
all over the world. And I'm, I'm so grateful and thankful to God for that. However, I was in a different place then. When that was my first book, you know, I've written six books now, but the first one, that was very difficult to write for many reasons. And one reason being that uh, spiritually and emotionally, I was not the spiritual warrior at that time. I was still struggling and I was coming out of it. And I found that the more um, that I drew closer to God, the more he was drawing closer to me and stuff was leaving me, but it was still two steps forward and three steps backward. So it was a process. And at that point in time, it was very difficult for me because I had to step back in and relive those things, mm -hmm. which, uh, again, I was not entirely free from at that time. Sure. And so it caused a lot of problems and it caused a lot of um, spiritual and emotional problems as well because those uh, dark forces did not want me writing about it and getting it out to the public because it could help other people. And then secondly... Again, I was still fragile emotionally because I had to relive those things. So it was very, very difficult for me to write. So I felt that I couldn't quite expand enough like I wanted to or like I needed to do. Mm -hmm. So when God put this urging on me, and that's what he normally does in all of my books, I don't write them until I feel that God is putting it on me to do so. Um, so once that feeling came on me, I was able to go back to it. It was much easier for me this time because I am the spiritual warrior now. And God, it's not my power. It's God's power that works through me that makes me strong. And I have to walk in that level of faith, strength, and courage every day of my life because I have to be somebody to somebody every day. So I can't let down for one second. So in that, uh, it was much easier for me to go back. Uh, still difficult as especially when it came to writing about the suffering of my mother. Uh, she suffered more than any other person I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. um, so that was still a little difficult, but I was able to go back and think very clearly and not have that feeling of almost, uh, I wouldn't say panic, but a feeling of dread, a feeling of not, sure. not being able to go too far due to the trauma that I had sustained but I was able to do it this time. So I was uh, able to write a much more clear and concise account of what took place. And then uh, I've added in a bonus chapter about life after the house and how wow. terrible and difficult it was for me in moving forward to get to where I'm at right now. So it was, uh, it's been quite a journey, but I've brought it full circle now in this book. And I'm very thankful to God uh, for helping me to do just that. Well, we, we think it'll be a fascinating, fascinating insight into you and your work and, um, for lack of a better word, the, the, the triumph over, you know, this thing. I mean, when it was written, it was a release. It was yeah. a great release, both for you yeah. personally and as the book, <laughs> you know, it was a, yeah. it was a big release. Are you but right, here Jim? to see all the wisdom that you can, that you have gained. Uh, and uh, the personal power that you have found uh, through uh, both uh, the Lord and in your work uh, to show the wisdom uh, and the difference between when that book was written and now. I think it would be absolutely fascinating. I can't uh, wait for you guys to read it. Yeah, and I'm going to make sure that, you know, after, I should have done this beforehand, mm -hmm. but after the show, I'll send you both PDFs, and if you would, you know, if you have time, if you could 
comb through it and give me your thoughts on it, I would appreciate it. Yeah. Sure. Oh, we'd be honored. And, yeah. Bill, for, for people that know, don't know the backstory of your first book, Dark Force, can you kind of step back a little bit and tell the listeners uh, what that experience was and what it was like for you and how it impacted you? Sure. Uh, and again, I was four years old when we moved into the home, and I, I found out that after I had written the original version of Dark Force, I found out through a family member that uh, it's quite possible and probable that many, many years ago, even before my mother was born, there were family members that had actually conjured up these demonic forces mm -hmm. and uh, through invocation. And uh, so I believe that if that's true, then these dark forces came on the family long, you know, before my mother was born and before I came into this world. And um, there have been many uh, family tragedies uh, from back then and over the course of the years. And I, I, and I have to say now, I praise God for working through me to have broken all of those family bloodline curses and all of those types of things off of my family. So that is no longer an issue, and I praise God for that. But for many, many years and decades, um, there was a family curse, and I do believe that it was attributed to those family members who conjured up these demonic forces originally. Mm -hmm. So I also found out that my mother had uh, experienced and suffered through many paranormal supernatural experiences in her childhood. Mm -hmm. And uh, I found out also that her family moved around quite a bit. And uh, at one point during her teenage years, they lived in that very area mm -hmm. where the house right. was and is today. Mm -hmm. right. And so the, the area is a community called Herondale, and it's located in Glenburnie, Maryland. Nope. And uh, so this was a three-bedroom ranch-style home that was located at the bottom of a downhill cul-de-sac uh, with a very large and deep ravine located behind it. And that ravine stretched for, I would have to say, probably three or four miles. And um, very, very bizarre place, to say the least. Mm -hmm. There were uh, satanic rituals taking place there i found an altar down there as a child and bones look like animal bones mm -hmm. um and it was also rumored that an indian burial ground mm -hmm. was located down in the in the bottom uh in one area of that ravine i certainly believe it mm -hmm. so uh not only uh did we have these um demonic forces which I do now based on what I was told, I believe now mm -hmm. that these forces were conjured up before we got to the area and actually led us to that house where evil was already present and manifest in the home and in the area. Sure, sure. There's, yeah. a, there's a gigantic boulder-like stone uh, that is located about two miles south from where that house sits. And it's in the middle of the woods. Doesn't match up with anything. And they call it the wishing rock. And according to research, a friend of mine named John Romine wrote a book about the area called The Enigma of the Wishing Rock. Oh. Uh, he was a former police officer and started assembling some bizarre case files from his career as a police officer in that area. Oh. And um, he talks about this wishing rock structure that it is uh, three stories tall, 
and it just doesn't match up with anything in the area. It was as if it was placed there. And he talked about doing research that, uh, according to his research, Native American tribes used to gather and worship there, mm-hmm. saying that this, uh, this stone, this wishing rock, had supernatural powers. Now, if, in fact, any of this is true, then perhaps that thing was some type of gateway, doorway, or vortex for these uh, forces to come through. I'm, I'm convinced of it now because yeah. I've also found out many people from the area back when I was living there and currently are still having problems in their homes in the area and on Friday I'm going to uh, the home of a childhood friend Mm. who lived in the area and has been plagued with demonic garbage throughout his life so I will be going to be the spiritual warrior God working through (laughs) me to help deliver this man from all the evil and negativity that has been on him from all the way back. So Indeed. I, I yeah. feel much better about my Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Chip, I'm telling you, it's just amazing the amount of messages that I've received from people in the area telling me about their stories and, and what they're experiencing. And, and so I am thankful that God is going to guide me there to help him because he really needs it. Yeah. And I'm sorry that he's been under this type of attack for all these years now. Sure. Uh, well, I, w- I would like to personally volunteer because it's kind of my purpose, you know, to dwell on the benevolent side of the spirit world. That's my thing. Just to show that it does exist there and it's not always, you know, uh, all the evil stuff. And even yeah. then, by qualifying that, we'll say that, you know, we have seen, Timmy and I, both in, in our realm, you know, it's like a paranormal investigation. You have to take all the boxes to make sure that something normal and physical can explain some of these things. And when you can't take the boxes anymore, then you have to say, okay, well, it's probably something paranormal. We've seen that in, you know, Mr. Mr. Uh, Sunshine and Roses here, you know, mm-hmm. we'll have to admit, because I'm a big angel guy, you know, so mm-hmm. I have to, by, by proxy, be a demon guy. But I, I have seen cases, too, where you take all the boxes and you say, okay... Uh, this is something that is beyond even the paranormal normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? it's true. And, and a lot of it traces back to, to Native Americans, you know, or, or Indians or whatever the, you know. I mean, back then they were Native Americans, you know. You come across the spirit of a Native American on a paranormal, because if you don't call him an Indian, he won't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing. I mean, and, and so including in my own story, Mm-hmm. Uh, these apparitions of these types of entities and, and people that lived in that general area in those homes reported this as well and still do that they see uh, apparitions of these Native American types of spirits. So uh, it was quite a combination and it still is to where you had you know the demonic garbage going on, um, Bigfoot sightings, which I believe all this is connected anyway. Mm-hmm. UFO sightings, mm-hmm. very much, uh, very prevalent in the area and very much connected. And then these uh, Native American type of spirits. So, again, I was four years old when we moved to the area. And I recall at the age of four, standing there in front of the house. And the house looked semi-dilapidated. My dad, William Bean Sr., was a, um, a contractor. He was a master carpenter. So he saw it as a restoration project. My mother, Patricia Bean, was a homemaker. Um I was just frightened from the first time I saw, uh, so I'm four, my sister's 13, 
And she said she felt the same way when we were standing there looking at it. You just knew something you was know. wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you entered in through the front door into the living room. And the first thing that struck me was that the house was very dark. It had this dark brown paneling. Mm-hmm. And it was even dark in there on the brightest of days. You know, that dark brown paneling just made it dark. Enhanced and it. It, Yeah, and you could feel, and you also know uh, when evil is present because you can feel it. Mm-hmm. So all life operates on frequency and vibration. Right. So if we're on high frequency, high vibration, life is good. Uh, we're moving forward. But if we're on low, you know, life is really a challenge. It feels like the dark cloud is over the person. You know, it's it's like the person's curse. Nothing ever goes right. And you can feel that, that there's literally an atmospheric change where the air feels heavy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a person's ears will ring. Uh, you can feel different types of sensations. And this is all from an oppressive, heavy, demonic force that is present. So that's what was taking place, even from the very beginning. And my mother was the first to have uh, an experience, and it took place in the house not long after moving in. She was unpacking boxes in the living room. My dad had taken us, and again, I have an older sister and a younger brother. He had taken us uh, with him to my grandparents' house, uh, the Beans, for the day. And he wanted my mother to be able to have what he thought would be peace to where we wouldn't be under her feet while she's unpacking and organizing and things of that nature. It was during the course of that that she felt a presence come into the room. She thought that it was my dad coming back into the house, maybe trying to scare her because he had that type of sense of humor. And so she spun around, you know, fully anticipating on seeing him and her shock, nothing was there. So she was unnerved by it, as you can imagine. Um, but was eventually able to go back to doing what she was doing. And then my sister's bedroom door slammed shut by itself. And that was enough to make her go outside and wait until we returned. So that's where it all began. And uh, then it gradually escalated into many types of, uh, you know, noises and sometimes, uh, you know, like taps on the wall, like somebody taking a finger and flicking the wall. And then sometimes like somebody was pounding the wall. Uh, and then gradually escalated into violent physical attacks on us from these demonic entities that greatly contributed to the destruction of my family. And I don't say that lightly, that's for sure. No, well, it's not a light thing to cover, you know. Just like, uh, and Timmy's going to bring something up during the show uh, that kind of is on the cusp of all of these things, you know. Um, because, again, there are areas that are because the last thing I'm going to say, Tim, I'm going to just let you handle this for a little while. Um, but but sometimes in in everyday situations and people have uh, like lots of strokes of bad luck and things like that, and they might go there to uh, to assess something unnatural or demonic. They basically are giving their personal power away to this invisible thing says, well, my life sucks, so it must be yeah. a negative attachment or a demon. Um, on the other hand, you know, I've worked with the uh, mentally ill, you know, and I've seen, or people with chronic uh, pain, depression, anxiety, things of that nature, where if you start personalizing the pain or the anxiety or whatever uh, um, uh, disarray you feel, you know, it can snowball this thing in the wrong direction unnecessarily. So yeah, I, I just totally wanted, agree. 
Yeah, but uh, again, going back to the area of your home, though, I mean, I have seen places like that where even before the Europeans came, there were Indian tribes here that were fighting and placed cursed on, curses on these lands yeah. against these tribes without the foresight of, you know, 300 years later, you know, uh, Bill Bean's family would move in, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, these things are different in that they're there. There's a collective consciousness kind of energy that you would need an entire community to maybe undo, but they would first have to have the absolute belief that it can be undone. <laughs> it would have to be an entire community of people, which is not what our society does, right? Yeah, so. that's so true. It's sad, but true. Uh, but And this is, this is why I wish that uh, things could change to where people could really start to come back together. You know, communities come back together and and really pull for each other and do for one another and, and want to help each other and help people to move forward. If that were the case, man, our world would change instantly. But unfortunately, the devil is in the details, uh, mm -hmm. especially nowadays more than ever, oh, because yeah. it is a divide and conquer type of, and that's what he always Society. does. So he starts with bully tactics and then divide and conquer tactics. So then once people are divided, easily conquered after that. That's, so that, that, you know, that's, that's really his whole purpose. Yeah, yeah. in his existence. There, there, Bill, there are so many similarities. I know Chip doesn't fully embrace the demonic and devil and, and demon aspect mm -hmm. of this, but I've seen so many similarities with various cases. Um, yeah. It always seems to be a Native American tie to it or um, some sort of thing um, with the land nearby such as maybe the Trail of Tears I know a case down in um, down south where the tra Trail of Tears went through and this, this family dealt with something negative in their home and, and now the, the family has overcome uh, the two children are, are, are doing well uh, they're, they're pursuing a professional singing career and Praise I believe they, they live in Arkansas it's the Cupid family and uh, they're doing phenomenal right now, and and you know the the Kramer family, the Bob Kramer family in Pittsburgh, uh, there was a Native American connection there, uh, where this this uh, entity or this energy started attacking the mother, the wife of the family, then then moved on to the children. So there there are a lot of similarities, even with your experience, Bill. There's so many similarities to a dark force or, or dark uh, infestation uh, yeah. related to a haunting. And and what they look for is people that uh, are in emotional distress. So right. a lot of my cases, unfortunately, involve child molestation. So uh, it takes something that causes high trauma, high levels of trauma, Exactly. In order for these demonic forces to truly manifest and gain in that type of power because they're feeding off of that. So the more a person is traumatized, and then when a person gets into that fear-based, trauma-based way of thinking and living, well, the devil's got you right where he wants you. I mean, they're feeding off of that and they're becoming empowered by all of that low-frequency, low-vibration negativity that is just like this spinning, endless storm that just continues to feed and grow. And then it requires somebody like me, God working through me, to come and get rid of that garbage. And I praise God for it. I really it, do. It's, it's awesome work what you do, Bill. Uh, we've had numerous 
clients on this show that you have helped who had had their stories on a haunting TV show and and some of the things that they've went through is very horrific and and yeah. you've, you've been able through through God to to bring them out of it and it, it's been a wonderful thing. Well, I praise God for everything. You would never ever hear me take credit for anything because it is not my power. It is the power of God working through me. God chose me to do this work. I didn't choose it. I never uh, had any aspirations of doing anything like this at all, never in my wildest dreams. But mm. this is the calling that God has bestowed upon me, and I fully understand it now because I really believe that based on everything that has taken place in my life, that God chose me to do this before I even came into this world. And that's why the devil was coming after me so hard, trying to prevent me from being where I am and where God needs me to be in helping people. So I fully understand it now. Because you had this purpose in your life, in this life, to 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 help people and to bring people out of this oppression or uh, possession yeah. that they have. Uh, last time we talked to you, Bill, um, you had been, you've been on with us, uh, you came on a show with Anita and Chris, and you were yeah. planning on going back uh, to them shortly after. And how's that been? What how have they been doing? They are doing much better. And uh, I was at their home recently. I'll say probably last month it was. I had to appear on a show in Philadelphia, cool. and when I left there, I went from there over to Anita and Chris's and had dinner with them. And uh, I went through the home again, blessed everything again. And it was peaceful. I did not feel evil at all anywhere in on or around that home or around them. And they told me that things are much better. So praise God. I'm very, very thankful for that. Are they, they at peace uh, in their shop as well? There's nothing going on there? Well, Chris told me that he was having uh, some incidents take place from time to time in the shop. And it was coming from the basement area. And I told him that... Uh, that I will get with him. If I can't get back there in person, then I will call and he'll put me on speaker and I'll say another blessing over uh, the space in there. But he said that it's not anything bad, that it's just every once in a while he's feeling, you know, the presence of something or maybe something will move or whatever, but it's not, has not, to my knowledge, escalated into any type of serious uh, demonic attack or anything like that. When he was on a show with us, we have got we I got some some EVPs of a, a male voice, uh, you know, firing comments uh, while he was on the show with us, and I sent him those files. I don't doubt it because again, the devil never stops, and this mm -hmm. is what I tell my clients that God will work through me to deliver a person. Mm -hmm. However, then it is up to the person to make sure that certain doorways stay closed, right. and it is very important that we keep our connection and our relationship with God like this. Now, look, none of us are perfect. Nobody, I'm not claiming to be perfect. I'm far from perfect, but I try to do uh, the best that I can and be the best that I can be each and every day of my life. God loves us in spite of ourselves, but he also loves us when we put forth the effort to do the best and be the best that we can be. So, I say it like this, I'm 100% committed to God, therefore I am committed to excellence. So if I'm committed to excellence, I refuse to lose. And why? Because if God's with me and for me, who can be against me? And it's all by the power of God. So we have to get into that 
faith, strength, and courage, which is warrior mode, and we have to eliminate the, the fear. Once we eliminate the fear, the devil has starved out. He's got nothing else to feed on. Mm -hmm. So that's, um, that is easier said than done because when people have suffered lots of trauma, <clears throat> it's very easy for them to say, yeah, but what if? Yeah, but what if it comes back? So they're already in that mindset of, yeah, but this could come back. And if it comes back, you know, it's going to be terrible. So they're already... So what I try to say to them is that we must abandon that type of thinking because we can't truly be in 100% faith if we have a foot over there saying, yeah, but what if it comes back? We can't. So for me in my life, mm -hmm. as you guys know, I've experienced horrific things and I was once a victim, but God delivered me from that and now I am a victor mm -hmm. and I will be that for the rest of my life. I'll never be a victim again to anyone or anything. So that's where that warrior mode mentality comes in. And I try my best. We can't impose our will on anybody, but I try. That's where the life coach part comes in to where we're trying to say, look, you know, this is exactly how I live my life. And if you will follow these steps and I have a whole game plan for each client step by step. And if they follow that, they're not going to have any more problems. So, but it's easier said than done because, again, it's easy to fall back to the old patterns and old ways and old habits and then having anticipation of the other shoe dropping, you know, oh, it's going to come back or whatever. But I say no way because if we are truly in that level of faith and have that type of connection with God and really in that type of warrior mode, we're not going to have any fear and we're going one way forward. What, you know, one of the personal thrills to be involved on this show with Timmy uh, is uh, to talk to some of the people who have reached the other side of your work, you know, to see the change in them, to see this relief, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, they got their personal power back. And, Praise God. Well, it's it's a, it, look, it's a, you know, um, we're, we're skeptical of uh, a, a lot of people that are in your field because some of them are in just like any field for the wrong yeah. reasons, you know, I agree. And, and it's a heartbreaking thing to see. So that's why I think we really are thrilled to see the level of work that you do and the effect it's actually had on people, which is something, you know, thanks to Timmy here, we actually get a chance to see firsthand here on, on this program. And we thank you for that. Absolutely. And, you know, I have to share with you guys something else. Yesterday was my birthday, and I... Uh, I was going to say happy I birthday had, to you, too. Dang it. Thank you. That's yeah. right. thank you. Mine, mine was I Friday, so oh, you know, we're close. Yeah. Happy birthday. And, and so it was a great birthday for many reasons, but one of the reasons is I received a, a text message from a client that I had helped uh, about a month ago or so. And this poor lady, she came to me. Uh, she was referred to me through another client, and she was distraught absolutely distraught i mean she uh was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer mm. um she didn't have much longer to go and this is a young lady who has a husband and children young children and she was distraught because she thought that she was going to be leaving this earth and was not going to be able to raise her children and um so we had the session and i prayed over her and um, you know, was binding and rebuking any and all evil demonic garbage in the form of those cancers and everything else. 
And I was practically begging God. I was begging God to please bless that lady with a healing miracle that she would be able to, to stay with her husband and be a mom to her children to be able to raise her children. And I got to tell you guys something. I got this text yesterday morning. I haven't heard from this lady in a while, you know, and I, I got this text yesterday morning. And the lady had gone back to the doctors and they were stunned. They said they found trace amounts of cancer in the bloodstream, but the rest is gone. Wow. She is clear. And this lady's overjoyed. And I got to tell you, I just, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, even right now, I still can't believe it, but I praise God for it because he truly worked a healing miracle for this lady. And now she's going to be able to stay with her husband and raise her children. Boy, that's a birthday gift right there. Oh, couldn't believe it. I mean, that doesn't get any better than that. So again, I, I can never thank God and praise God enough for hearing our prayers in that way. So as you guys also know, when I'm home, uh, I am praying for people. So people always send me prayer requests every day and I'm posting prayer requests for people every day. So, and I thank everybody out there for joining me in those prayer requests when we pray for people, because God does hear our prayers and he is working miracles for people. Sure is. We, we, we had a, a colleague of yours, Bill, uh, on the show last year. Well, what was, it was her name, Chip? I don't I don't remember her, Tim. Uh, Travis Short was here a couple of weeks ago, yeah, about, Travis, maybe last week. Travis I, I, is my brother from awesome. another mother. Love him yeah. dearly. And what a voice on that guy, you know? Yeah, the best. <laughs> He's got He's the voice for radio for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I congratulate him on his new position. Uh, he's now the general manager of another radio station there in, uh, I believe, in Kentucky. <laughs> Kentucky, yeah. And, yeah, I'm so happy for him and, and yeah. good for him. Travis has been a friend of mine for a long time, and he's also uh, been an agent and a manager of things of that nature. He's really been there for me, and I appreciate all of his help. He sure has, yeah. Boy, he, he, you know, he thinks the world of you, and he makes that very clear on, on every visit. And, you know, that's something... Always nice to know. You know. Yeah. We, yeah, we congratulated him on the new job and gave him condolences on all the responsibilities. Guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, you know, he's going to have a lot on him, so I try to, you know, certainly uh, not bother him with, with my stuff going on. That's for sure when it comes to him organizing something or doing something for me. I try not to, to bother him because I know he's got a lot on him now. Yeah, yeah, he does. But you know, again, God bless him. You know, he's yeah. a, he's a good guy. We we love it when good things happen to good people. You know, and Travis does. Travis always writes the forwards to my books, and he always <laughs> writes a fantastic forward. So he's he's expert in that area, and I wouldn't write another book without him writing the forward to it. <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy for sure. Yes, he is. And so it's amazing how. Uh, and this is life in general. We always pray that God brings good people into our lives. Mm -hmm. And he will take bad people out, too. So, you know, God has a way of filtering things out. And this is why it's so important to have that level of faith and trust and commitment to God. Because when we do that, he will be right there for us. And he'll not only guide us, he'll protect us. And he will bring the right people into our lives at the right time. Well, speaking of right people, boy, I, I remember that person's name now. We had her on the show uh, last August, the 21st of August of last year, uh, Katie McHale. 
Oh um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he had nothing but great words to, to say about you. You were yeah huge, huge influence on our life, man. You and were. I praise God for that too, because again, you know, when you see these stories and these cases of people who have suffered in such great ways, and and a lot of the time, people all the way back to childhood, right. you know, that's where their sufferings began. And the same thing with Katie, and to come through all of that. Uh, and to be where she is now, boy, I praise God for that. And it gives me, I can't describe to you guys in words, the feeling that I get in knowing that God really worked through me to help somebody and to help them to move forward, to go on and have a great quality of life and to be free from all of the negative and garbage and evil that had plagued them for so many years. Yeah. Chip, you got anything to say and follow up? Yeah, well, I my my wife is here. She has a question. <laughs> sure. I I you know I I carefully yes, reviewed yeah. the question, but you know I I there is a doghouse uh, waiting too. So <laughs> I'm gonna put my beautiful wife Terry on radio Fantastic. for a moment. She has a question. All right. All right. My question is, how did you learn how to do an exorcism? Well, first of all, hello Terry, and I thank you for asking the question and. This is something that God put on me. This is not something. Now, I will say this. I spent years, uh, several years in serious biblical studies. Okay. So that's where I first started learning the scriptures and I studied ancient history, ancient religion, you name it. I've studied it. Now, prior to that, I had quit school in the eighth grade and had to lie about my age and go to work. This happened after the deaths of my grandmother and then two months later my mother so uh, that held me back for a long time as far as uh, feeling that I was intellectually inadequate so then once years later once I decided to make God first in my life really making God first then my mind became like a sponge and I was thirsting for knowledge because knowledge is power so I had to learn all these things in order for God to be able to guide me in what I do in helping these people. So it was very much a process, and it wasn't until I was certain that I had the knowledge, and with that knowledge came the power of God working in me and through me, and then I was confident enough to be able to go out there and start helping people. But it was very much a process. So did you go to the Catholic Church and find out how they do the exorcisms at all? No. Uh, what I did is, and I'm non-denomination, so I don't follow any. There are 34,000 different uh, Christian denominations in the world. There's 1,200 in the United States, and I don't follow any of them. You know, God guides me as non-denominational. Mm -hmm. But I have studied, you know, their ways and then other ways, but I don't do it in that way. I do it in the way that God has guided me to do it which is personalized to me and how I go about it. And that's no knock against them or anybody else. It's just the way that God works through me to do it. Now, do you tape these at all? Most times, no. The only way that I would document this is if the client would request that. Otherwise, okay. no. Um, because a lot of these people, most of them, as a matter of fact, are so um, embarrassed and ashamed by it, just like my mother was. You know, they're very, very embarrassed. They're, they're withdrawn. They don't want anybody knowing that they have these types of things going on. 
Now there's the exception to the rule, and some of those people, you know, have been uh, documented and featured on the A Haunting series and other things with me. But I have to say, for the most part, in the hundreds of cases that I've been involved in, uh, the majority of those people would not want to be uh, videotaped or documented in any way. Okay. But it's it's an amazing That's interesting. Thing. And I'm glad you asked that question because it really took me back from the first, the very first time that I went into a home, you know, on behalf of a family. I'll mm -hmm. never forget it. And boy, uh, from where that was and where I am now, uh, it's just like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, but you have to start yeah. somewhere. And, and the more, just like anything, the more you do it, you know, for me now it's automatic. And it's just, I just totally rely on God. To work through me and i'll say this as well that uh case by case client by client victim by victim there are times when god will work through me to alter my approach mm -hmm. which is more mm -hmm. suited to that individual ah very interesting so yeah. what was like the the worst thing you've seen oh uh <laughs> i would say probably Right off the top of my head, and I've seen many bad things, uh, but but one of the worst that, that comes to mind right away is uh, possession of a woman that um, her eyes had turned black, uh, her voice turned into a deep masculine voice, uh, she had superhuman strength, um, was quoting Bible scripture after Bible scripture, um, and that person didn't know the Bible scriptures, and just you would have had to have seen that to believe it and it ended with an exorcism it lasted for 22 days and boy i'll tell you i could write a book just on that experience alone all right i have and, a question about that sure um why would satan have somebody recite bible passages intimidation it's, it's that and it's a mock of god mm -hmm. so uh this was this took place before i became the spiritual warrior and a spiritual deliverance minister. This was uh, back when my journey was first beginning into me entertaining faith. Mm -hmm. And I wrote about this uh, in, in the new book, Dark Force Revisited, and I've also written about it in uh, the Connection book, which is a, a much broader and accurate version, detailed version of it. Um, but that, yeah, that entity was mac uh, uh, mocking my lack of scripture knowledge because back then I did mm -hmm. not have any knowledge of the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And so this was all uh, intimidation tactics and a mock of God. But uh, the most, I would say one of the most uh, intense cases that I've recently had took place in 2017. And that was um, in an area called Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. And this was uh, an upper middle class family, wonderful people, beautiful home, beautiful area. You would never guess something like that was taking place there. But the uh, lady had come under a full demonic possession and uh, actually physically engaged me. Uh, when I, the husband opened the door, I arrived there. It was like 5.45 p.m. in the evening. The husband opens the door and she was standing 20 feet behind him in the living room and she started hissing at me when I, so, so usually what I do is when I arrive at these places, I'll say a land blessing first. Then I go in, I say several prayers at the front door. I anoint everyone's heads and then we sit down and we talk. Well, in this case, 
that was all out the window because this woman was under full demonic possession at that point. So I had to advance right in and I advanced right in towards her and she was backing off and calling me every name in the book. And it was a masculine voice and it was saying, you can have her. She's ours. God will never have her and all these terrible explicatives. And, um, I finally backed her into a corner in the, uh, dining room area. This is a large house. And, uh, when I backed her into the corner, she had a, a glass in her left hand and she tried to hit me with a glass. And then uh, I blocked that and, uh, she spit on me and was trying to bite me. And, uh, her tongue was going like a reptile. Like you just, you'd have to see it. <laughs> and I had to physically take her down to get into a position to where I could, uh, at one point restrain her, but yet in the other point, I'm performing this exorcism deliverance over this woman. And let me tell you, uh, this went on for hours and God worked through me to deliver this woman. But by the time it was all over with, I was totally exhausted and it would rank up there yeah. among the most intense, uh, cases that I've ever had. There's a lot more to say about it, but the bottom line is, God worked through me to free that woman, and I'm forever grateful and thankful to God for that. They're doing very well now, her and her husband, but uh, I'll never forget it. Do you have to ask the demon what their name is, like they show on TV? No, no. And, and so we, as agents of God, we take power and authority over this garbage. So when we're mm -hmm. by the power of God, so I can't have any fear. So when I walk into a situation like this, I don't care how bad it is. I've been in life-threatening situations. I mean, I've always been shot, stabbed, you name it. Wow. Uh, but I have to be in control. So, therefore, I can't yeah. have fear. So, I've got to stay in this warrior mode, truly. And so, that helps me to stay in control of the situation. And uh, so, by the power of God, in Jesus' name, we can take power and authority over this garbage and bind and rebuke it and cast it out. It doesn't have to give you its name. We are So, the only dialogue that I have with the demon or demons is being authoritative over it by the power of Yahweh in Jesus name and binding and rebuking it and casting it out. So I don't want any other dialogue. You're not going to get the truth. Anyway, uh, anybody that thinks that they can have a conversation with a demon or demons and get the truth out of them, <laughs> they, they are, I got a bridge. I'll sell them. I mean, <laughs> so. now, well, if you're ever in upstate New York, I'd like to see that because I studied with Jehovah's Witnesses, so I okay. know the Bible. Okay, very good. Really well, but Praise I'm not going to go out and preach to people because that's not who I am. Yeah, and that's where I don't like people. She doesn't like people. I don't like people. Okay. To begin with. <laughs> I, I, I love animals, hate people. I understand. Um, but you know, I'd like to, if you ever do something in the Albany area, let me know because I'd like to see it. Since I, I really like don't you know. believe in a demon, and I'm a Viking. Yeah, that Viking blood in me, so that ain't gonna scare me. <laughs> and and I wish everybody would be yeah, in that, that type of mentality. Yeah. If everybody was in that type of mentality, and that is a warrior mode as well. Um, if people stayed in that level and that mentality, they wouldn't be having these types they of problems. They wouldn't be having these so problems. These things come in where people are victimized, and when people are victimized, then their frequency and vibration is dropped to yeah. low. When they're on low, um, they're wide open. For these type of things That's to what they happen. feed on, yeah. The devil knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when I was growing up, my mother was an alcoholic. My father really didn't, wasn't there. So I had to 
grow up by myself, my brother and I. I understand that. So, you know, I went through a lot of trauma. But, you know, I actually overcame that. Praise God. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, I actually Holy went to Al-Anon. I went to Al-Anon. I, I pulled myself out. And I finally told my story. And what happened was the guy said, oh, God will, will you know, make her stop. And I'm like, no, he's not. She's got free will. She's going to drink until she's going to, you know, die. That's correct. <laughs> so, and you look, know. <laughs> God will help us. God will be there for us. And if we decide that we want to make changes, he'll be there with us hand in hand, step for step. But ultimately... He gave us free will. That's why there's an adversary to mankind in the first place, because of our free will. There has to be a consequence for the bad choice. So if we choose to stay in that, well, okay, well, they're going to suffer the consequences. So good for you that you were strong enough to say, I don't want this for my life anymore. And I made a similar decision because I was on the fast track to mm -hmm. prison or death because I grew wow. up in the streets. I hung out with the worst of the worst people, and most of those people were dead or in prison. I did drugs. I drank. I was violent. Uh, I was a bar bouncer for 22 years. Uh, I have lived the life of 10 men. I understand it. I really do. Yeah. Uh, I've been there, but it wasn't until I was willing and ready to make changes that the change actually started. So once I was ready to really commit to God and make him first truly in my life, then the transformation was starting to take place. But it was two steps forward, three steps backward, because I had to eliminate all my habits and tendencies which were some very bad habits, and I had to eliminate those things out of my life. And once I did that, then I could truly step into that level of faith, strength, and courage, what I call warrior mode. Yeah, well, see, I went to church with friends. You know, I think that church is horrible. Uh, sorry, well, but I do. A lot, because a lot the, of them are. I mean, there's still some good churches left, but a lot of them are sold out. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, I mean, the problem I have is, like, with born-again Christians— can't stand them. Oh, come on. Um, but, you know, the thing that I had a problem with is when you're in the churches and they tell you to, you know, shake your neighbor's hand and say hi, or I yeah. forgot what it was, but it was when I was a teenager. And next thing you know, people are talking about each other, swearing. And, like, what is the point of going? You know, God hears you in your, in, in your private place. You could be anywhere. And he can hear you better than if you're in church. Well, I agree with you there, Careful. totally. But the um, the point of going, what it should be, is that when we go to church, it's great to gather and assemble with people if they're in true worship of our glorious God. That's a wonderful thing. But unfortunately, some people go to church for all the wrong reasons, and they think that they can go to church and then they can commit every wicked, heinous thing during the course of the week, and then they'll go back on Sunday and they're good again. And for an hour. Yeah, so it's this cycle <laughs> over and over and over, which is false. So well, yeah, it's like the Catholic Church, you know. You go in, you confess, and if you're a mobster, you know, oh, well, I killed eight people. Oh, okay, well, just say eight Hail, Hail Marys and blah, blah, and you'll be fine. And, and here's the bottom line. If we have a true and real relationship with God, we would never do any of those things. We would follow the path and the teachings of Jesus, and we would live in that way. Now, look, again, are any of us perfect? No, I certainly don't claim to be perfect, but I really do try to do the best and be the best that I can be each and every day of my life, and I love people. I try to do anything I can and would and will do anything that I can for anybody. Um, but I, like you, I have a problem 
with people that present themselves in certain ways and they really aren't that way. And unfortunately, we're seeing more and more of this now in our society. And the only thing that we could do is just be who we are and who God has created us to be and plant good seeds. Yeah. That's all. I can't twist anybody's arm to do anything or to believe any way. But what I can do is plant good seeds with people and then it's up to them. Uh, to do what they're going to do with that, if they would do anything at all. But I've done my job that I feel God has bestowed upon me in trying to be a good steward and plant good seeds with people and then just let it go from there. Yeah, well, my sister's one of those who goes to church on Sunday and thinks that everything's okay, but she's a real miserable person. So and that's, that's sad. I have a, a sister like that, too. So, I mean, the people, and people out there. like that. It's very, very sad. <laughs> but what's what's even more sad is... And again, I'm not putting down the churches. I'm speaking truth here, just as you are. Uh, there are still some very good churches left, and God bless those people. They know who they are, and more importantly, God knows who they are. But these corrupt churches have one thing on their mind and money. one thing only, and that is to get the people's money. Money, money, money. 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 They will give you the feel-good cookie-cutter message, <laughs> but they're really not doing anything. <laughs> And it's sad, isn't it? I mean, it is. they're not really doing anything to truly reach the people. So if there were a person, and I can't tell you how many of my clients have come to me and said that they went to their pastor or priest first, and they were turned away. Mm. What do you want me to do for you? I'm not trained in that. Go see a psychiatrist or something like that. They you got mental illness, yeah. And how sad and unfortunate is that? Because if you're a man of God or an agent for God, then you should be that way in all things and try and help people in any way that you can. And unfortunately, that's just not the way it is in the yeah. majority of today's church. That's why we need more people like you, Bill. Well, I appreciate yeah. it, brother. And I thank God and praise God for it. I, and when I say that, I mean it because it's not me. It's just who God has made me to be. And it's mm -hmm. his power working through me. So I try to be real with people and authentic with people. And and they feel that you know they you can oh, feel when somebody's trying to con you or where they got a line or something like that you can feel that most people I don't know a lot of people fall for stuff like that I, I gotta watch what I say here because I could get myself in trouble uh, <laughs> if I mentioned certain names but it is amazing mm -hmm. that there are certain names that are big names in you know so called. Uh, evangelicals <laughs> that, well they're they're they are the televangelists yeah and and these people uh are filling up stadiums and arenas <laughs> and oh, yeah. yeah they are some of the most vile corrupt people that you could ever imagine oh, yeah. and yet they have their places full well that's another show for another day <laughs> that'll sure take you hours oh, by yeah, itself because uh, i have a lot to say about that yeah, she'll but, be here all week don't forget <laughs> to waiters and I'm enjoying talking with you, and, and I'm glad that you understand, and it's good that there are people that are awake, because a lot of people are not awake, and so many people are looking for someone to lead them. They're looking for someone to show them the way, and unfortunately, there's not that many good leaders, and there's many corrupt that are leading them down all the wrong roads and paths because they want money. And they yep. want control of these people. Well, they want money. They want nice clothes. They want designer handbags, a couple of houses, <laughs> some boats. Yeah. <laughs> private and, planes. And yeah. you know, when you have these pastors coming out saying, Jesus told me that I need a new $90 million private plane. And, <laughs> and then people that are backing that and funding that. Yeah. Does that say 
people are so easily misled. I mean, it's just, I can't fathom it. Well, no, and how stupid can you be? No, I, somebody I, said that to me, I'm like, I ain't giving you dime. Now think about this. <laughs> the man came out and said, Jesus told me that I'm to raise $90 million so we can give it to the poor, so we can help people, so we can help the homeless, so we can help to rebuild lives. What if somebody came out and said that? I'm not hearing anybody coming out and saying anything like that. No, you know? no. Well, they don't help their parishioners either. If they lose their job, I mean, these people have all these houses. The Catholic Church here has a whole uh, street of houses where they have a desk in each room, one desk. What happens when your parishioner like loses his job, you know, because the job's gone? Why not put them up? Isn't that I, what they're supposed to do? I totally agree. I totally agree, but it's not happening. And so many people are being turned away. Yet, if those very same people were making large donations, then they would be embraced. Uh, it's so sad that it is that type of vicious cycle to where you have the people that are less uh, than fortunate and have these unfortunate circumstances that are just swept aside and, and you know, get out of the way. You're a, mm -hmm. you're a father. Uh, don't burden me with your problems. We can't help you. What do you want us to do for you? Now that person has lost their faith mm -hmm. because, yeah. you know, they thought they were involved in something that was ordained by God that, you know, there would be people to help them in time. Oh, yeah. Well, that crushes their faith after that. And then, you know, you hear story after story of people saying, yeah, I used to belong to this church and then they did this and bang, I don't have mm -hmm. any more faith anymore and that's where it all started really going down the drain because yeah. i lost my connection with god over this person that was supposed to be an agent for god that did them wrong and the minute you tell them you're you're involved in paranormal they'll say they prayed for you and they walk away <laughs> and and i'll say this there have been churches around the country that have brought me in to perform spiritual deliverances for the pastor for their families for the congregation were the churches they were under evil they were under mm -hmm. voodoo curses and things of that nature so there are some churches around the country that have brought me in for this yet there are other churches who would not want anything to do with me whatsoever right. of course i would be a poison pill to them because <laughs> i would upset the cash registers and they can't have that no well you know I, like i said if you you know have anything in this area i would like to go see it Okay, and I have clients in that area. I was just in that area. I was telling <laughs> my husband that I was in the area, uh, you know, helped a bunch of people in the uh, Brewster-Patterson area. And uh -huh. I believe that was last week or the week before. And and I, uh, you know, had to go to Boston first and went over in that area and helped a bunch of people. So I will be going back there soon. And I was also, I think it was last year, I was up in the Gloversville area. Oh, Gloversville, yeah. Yeah, so I kind of went right through your area in into that area. And uh, I was telling uh, Chip that I'll never forget it because it was bitter cold that night. And boy, oh boy, it was like 15 degrees. The wind was howling. It was snowing. I'll never, ever forget that. And I was outside because I had to go around the perimeter. This uh, yeah. They had a couple of acres of land, and I had to go around the perimeter because... They were having multiple problems, demonic problems, problems with uh, Bigfoot and UFOs. All these things are connected. Oh, Bigfoot. Well, I'd yeah, love to see him. <laughs> I actually went into so the woods I. that night and told these things to leave. I felt like I was being watched when I went to the perimeter and the homeowners were with me 
And a man named Jason McLeod, he was there as well. He was the one that they contacted, and he contacted me to come there. And uh, I felt like I was being watched, that I went into those woods, and by the mighty power of Yahweh in Jesus' name, ordered those things to leave, and you could feel them go away. And so it was an amazing experience. Bitter cold, chilled to the bone, but uh, (laughs) I'll tell you, it was worth every second of being there. And then I had to go into the home and perform spiritual deliverances for all the family members. And then what happens after that is I have to go through the entire home after that to make mm-hmm. sure that nothing is hiding or lurking. And that happened one time in Gettysburg. I had performed a spiritual deliverance for a lady. And this was like a large home there in Gettysburg. And I went through the entire home, got to the top part, which was like an attic area. But they were making it into like a master bedroom type of thing. And got to this one part to where there was a window on the right and a ventilation shaft left of that. So in between that, it was this dark area. And I'm standing there, and I'll never forget it. This entity had to be at least seven feet tall. It was black. It had red eyes. It almost looked like one of those Mothman things. Yeah. And I stood there. I had a Bible uh, in my right hand, and I had a... uh, a flask of a holy mixture, holy water, holy oil, holy salt. And I said, by the mighty power of Yahweh in Jesus' name, I bind and rebuke you, foul demon. I command you to depart. And I shook that thing three times, and it let out a screech like I have never heard before or since. And it was so loud that it rattled the windows. I will never, ever forget it. But so this is why I have to be very thorough. And after a deliverance for a person, in going through the entire, even in churches. I recently did a TV shoot for the Travel Channel, and I performed a spiritual deliverance over a lady in Missouri, and it was in a church. And after that was over with, I had to go through that church and make sure that there was nothing left in there. So you just have to be very, very thorough. You also have to be thorough when you're binding and casting out. So what I do is I ask God to send his giant warrior angels to come and carry that garbage off and take it away and deposit it back into the pits of hell where it belongs because you don't want that jumping on somebody else or going into somebody else's home or whatever. So I ask God to have those angels come and remove it. I don't think Bigfoot's evil, though. I'd like to see Bigfoot. Well, I I wrote a book. (laughs) He's always around beer. People are drinking beer. Well, I wrote a book called Stranger Than Fiction, and that was the previous book to this new book. And I'm going to send uh, Chip PDFs of both. I'm going to send uh, both Tim and Chip these PDFs after the show and and in that book i write about it so you might find that interesting as you're reading in that book what i have come to know and learn about those types of creatures yeah yeah interesting all right well i gotta go it was nice talking to you bye tim bye terry nice talking to you (laughs) god bless you sherry great talking with you yes thank you terry all right jip you there I don't hear. All oh, right. All right. Yeah, that's my wife Terry. She'll be here all week. Uh, <laughs> oh, she asked some great questions, and oh, right. Yeah. yeah very Tim and, and I both got spanked. You know. I was I was wondering if that was going to go well, but it went really well. Yeah, <laughs> nice she's you know she's very good. I mean, she's you know she's really really, and I like the questions that she asked you because you know they're kind of in your face that's my that's my girl you know yeah and very good <laughs> questions and very valid questions and i i like that she's a truth seeker and we should all be truth seekers i would we, rather we really be the truth 
than to follow along in a lie and keep my head buried in the sand, believing a lie. I want to know the truth. Even if that's a harsh truth, give me the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Forget the ghost, beware of me. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that. That's scary. And and God bless her. And, And again, I wish more people could be in that type of warrior mode and have yeah. that type of mentality. Well, that's right, yeah. If we if we ever have problems, we seek Terry on them. You know, that's, that's, that's it. It's like having having your own built-in bodyguard. That's yeah. why you don't have a lot of demons in your house because she's always in warrior mode. Yeah, you're right. She scares them away. <laughs> she's like, I don't want to deal with that. You know. No, there is something to that. What you're saying, I'm telling you, I know we're laughing about it. Sure. There really is something to that. No, that they know. will not pick on the strong. They want to no. pick on the weak, and they're yeah. you know, so they're looking for the soft targets mm-hmm. they're not looking for anybody that's going to give any resistance mm-hmm. that's why there's so much right. love and light in your house chip because man you guys are like always on it you know it's like well we we are and uh, i'm a little different in the way that you know i'm a real angel guy you know it's mm-hmm. uh, how i deal with you know my crises in life you know i'm an angel guy and, and i also your story chip that you, you just brought this to mind um these clients again they were in pennsylvania wonderful family, beautiful home. Again, you would never suspect that people like this were having that type of problem that they were having. And they're doctors. They, they are uh, scientists, both of them, the husband and wife. Wow. And, and so, you know, they were having these demonic problems. I went, God worked through me to take it from them, but the lady was still having issues with faith. And so what I did, and I don't always do this, but I felt like I was being led to do it. Um, I asked God because many times during these deliverances, I could see these angels and whether they are full forms of angels or white balls of light or Arctic blue balls of light, mm-hmm. I could see them. Yeah. And when I call on them by God's power and his mighty and holy name in Jesus name, they come. Mm-hmm. And, and so on this occasion, the lady was having real struggles with faith. And I recall, I said, okay, so we, after the deliverance was over, we're going through the house. I'm blessing everything and making sure there's nothing hiding and lurking. We get to the attic area, and we go up in the, to the attic, the lady and her husband and, and myself. And uh, she was still having these, these doubts. And I said, you know, there's angels around you right now. And she said, I don't see any angels. I said, well, I'm telling you the truth that... <laughs> You know, God has worked through me to deliver you and your family, and there truly are angels around you right now. And again, she said, I, she didn't believe it. She didn't believe it, no. And so I prayed, and I said, Father, I ask that you would show this woman one of your giant warrior angels just so she will have the faith and know that you are real and that what has just taken place here by your mighty power and your mighty and holy name in Jesus' name is real. So I prayed that. Nothing happened. Hmm. Hmm. So we're standing there. Nothing is happening. And I could see her starting to slip even more. So I prayed again. I said, Father, I ask you, please show this woman one of your angels so that she will develop her faith and know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're real and what you've done here is real. Nothing happened again. Now at this point, I'm thinking, I can't leave this lady like this now. I've put it on the line here by my faith saying that, you know, I believe that God is going to show an angel here. So I can't, there's no way I can leave 
and leave her in that state of mind because she'd be totally defeated. Right. So one last time, <laughs> I said, Father, I ask, I beg of you, please show this woman your giant warrior angels. And she goes, I see it. I see it. And she started to see them. And, oh and her husband did as well. Yes, and it was yep. amazing. And that totally changed everything. Mm -hmm. And that changed their lives. Yeah, I mean, our, our lives are like that. We have these little firefly things. You know, we don't have, yeah. act, they're not actual firefly, but they're little sparks that go through the room. Sometimes yeah. we see small ones manifesting. We've got light balls, balls of light here. Yeah. There's a big thing about divinity. And I want to ask a question leading into Tim's big question, because I've been really looking forward Can't to wait. talking about yeah. this. And I'm not going to eat up too much time, Timmy, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> um, but here's, here's a, something very unusual to add to the perspective before we go into Tim's question. Because in, in my personal life here, my mission is a little different. Uh, it's a lot to do with earthbound spirits. I've, we've actually crossed them over before. Okay. But, uh, and some have been suicides. Some have been murder victims. Some have been murderers, you know. And, and because it's the spirit world, the perspective goes from... It's, you know, Christ is almost like a, an, an earthly thing. Yeah. So, but in a universal or an interdimensional world, it's a Christ consciousness. Yeah, you know? I understand. And that crosses over almost every belief system in this earth. Yeah. yeah. So, Very true. And sometimes that's the kind of proof they need. Just like this living woman, you were trying to show her the angels around her. Some of these people don't know they're dead. Some of these people don't feel worthy because they did something sinful or they told they were told that they did something sinful and that's what is keeping them there so we had to like zoom out 400,000 feet and show them that there is a universal laws of balance and things like that that really aren't aren't out of line uh, with conventional faiths so they can see oh okay sometimes we actually have to bring the divinity to them <laughs> And that sounds a little extreme, and yeah, if you want to think I'm nuts, you can, you know. No, I know you are. God loves us. He loves us in spite of ourselves. We all right? make mistakes. There's nobody perfect that walks this earth. But we've done that for them before, you know. I think some of my concern with dealing with earthbound spirits, they're portrayed on TV often in situations mm -hmm. that are already out of hand, you know, where there's already, or in areas like you were in. Yeah. where there's just no getting away from that kind of dysfunction on yeah. both sides of the realm, you know. But individually, sometimes they don't know they're dead. Somebody kind of senses them and then shuts off, and they're going, wait, wait, you know, you could see me, you could see me, and they'll throw stuff across the room to say, yeah. I'm here, I'm here. So a lot of times we've seen situations where uh, malice, is automatically attributed to these spirits where it's not personal to the living person that they're in this state of mind. It's their mess, not the living person's mess. So, you know. Just amazing, Chip. And a lot of this stuff is just so far beyond my understanding of how it all really works. And this is where I really have to rely on God to guide me in these things because. A lot of this is beyond, it's certainly beyond my understanding how it works well, and why but, it's that way. But you are fated for this work, my friend. I mean, I, I have seen you do things, you know, that I couldn't do. Uh, you know, and again, that, it's all that by the power of God. Such, 
peace and healing to people that wouldn't have it otherwise or would go see other people in the same field representing themselves in the same way that aren't you you know so i just wanted my understanding of spirit my understanding of what you're doing and me coming from the angel world yeah you know have to really say out loud that but oh, I sometimes thank you, brother i do and i praise god for it but to premise Timmy's question, in a very object, sometimes you deal with very tender things. You know, people are dead. <laughs> They're yeah. not happy about it. Yeah. You know, so you have to really be very objective and get to, you know, it's not how you feel about murderers. It's not how you feel about suicides. It's not how you feel about being Can killed. Can I ask my question? You know, yeah. Uh, so I wanted to preface that. So, so Tim could ask you a question because some of these spirits sometimes feel like they were, they came here for this lifetime for a certain purpose yeah and that kind of premises in timmy's very deep question all right since hey, we're so. getting close to time here we're Are we beyond our second hour close? but it's 20 after eight but i wanted to uh ask bill a very important question because uh there has been a an event here in butler county where this college student took his own life and sure. in in that last note or last letter to his friends and family uh he had stated that he has been suffering from this um disease or what what he calls uh depression most of his life which brings uh a question out for for, for you bill whether or not a negative attachment or dark force can enter a person prior to childbirth well, that's a good question, Tim, and I would have to say no, and that's based on my understanding. However, um, you know, again, if something takes place in a traumatic type of way uh, in the childhood, then it's going to open that doorway. And, and, and in a lot of my cases, I find that that was through some type of child molestation or a child that was being severely beaten things of that nature, or even, you know, terrible emotional um, disturbance to where a, a person is being abused emotionally, that, that all causes trauma. So where you have this high level of trauma, these entities are going to come in, and not only are they on the perpetrator, but they're going to go on to the victim after that, because when people are in those levels of trauma, and this is high trauma, mm -hmm. when people reach those levels of high trauma, uh, secretions and blood come out of the pineal gland and the adrenal glands and demons eat that up like candy they're attracted to that so they're going to stay on and with those people feeding off of them until somebody like me God working through me comes along to get that off of them I, I only wish that he would have reached out to you or somebody oh, like you before this happened. Uh, oh, it, and I've had experiences, Tim, like that to where people were suicidal and they did reach out to me. Uh, several people, one was a very, and is still a very well-known doctor um, that, that saw me on a haunting and he was under some severe curses and he was considering suicide, and he did reach out to me, and God worked through me to help him. Praise God for that. Another guy called me up. Uh, he sent me a message, and I told him to call me. This was the middle of the night. Hmm. And uh, he called me. He was in a great deal of distress, 
And uh, during the course of this, you know, God gave me a word to give to him. And when I said that to him, all of a sudden he snapped out of it. Then I heard this clunk. He put the gun down. He was going to shoot himself in the head while he was talking to me. Wow. And he told me that. And, <laughs> and thank God God worked through me to help him. But, yeah, in this case here, I feel very sad. Was this a young man, like 19 or something like that? Yeah, I believe so. He was uh, getting ready to sad. finish his yeah. his. Uh, this coming year would have been his senior year and he would have graduated and one of his um best friends who was in the media field with him uh she was very upset and sad saddened by this because he was he was uh real successful in, in school and he was ready to take on a position with the local media um radio station at the university and uh, it's been uh, blow to so many people out there, and I just wanted to reach out to local people here. If, if anybody in college or in Slippery Rock uh, knows him or has been affected by what it, the tragedy that happened, uh, they can call me right now or call this show and talk to you, Bill. Um, oh, absolutely, and if I can do anything, you know, and, and I certainly will be praying for all of who have been affected by this. And like you said, anything that I could do in the way of prayer or help them in any way that I can, I certainly would uh, offer that. Yeah. Yeah. The number I, the I, number here in the studio is 724-602-2826. It's a local Butler County uh, phone number. Again, uh, if anybody's been affected by this or anybody's been close to uh, this, this uh, young man uh, can call. Uh, again, 724-602-2826. 2826 if they have any questions for you bill uh they can do yeah. so right now uh, absolutely and and we do and i will be making a posting about this as well that i'm going to ask many people to join me in prayer for all that have been affected in the township of butler everybody that's been affected by this you know it's 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 a real tragedy it really is and and i'll tell you there's a reason for this mm -hmm. and the reason for this is Again, how we talked about frequency and vibration. All right. I feel, and I can't prove this, but I really feel strongly about it. And I talk about this in my book, Stranger Than Fiction. I feel that we have come under attack and there's like a takeover taking place currently. And I do believe the devil's in the details. But through these frequencies and vibrations... I really believe that there's some type of signal, whether it's coming through cell towers or whatever it might be, it's being pumped out and it is a negative signal and people are receiving this and it is pulling down their frequency and vibration and this is an attack. This is an all-out attack on people and this is why I'm so busy. This is why so many people are suffering and it's because of these low frequencies and low vibrations being pumped out. Why well, I see a storm starting there um but it is because of these low frequencies and low vibrations that are being pumped out and it's probably due to also portals being opened up mm -hmm. by devices like cern that uh are allowing more and more of these demonic entities to come through so this is all um a carefully calculated plan that has been hatched against mankind and it's taken many years to unfold, and it has unfolded in increments. But we are getting to the point now to where the plan is really starting to fully manifest, and this is why so many people are suffering.
Yeah, I have a question quickly before I get knocked off here in case <laughs> I, I do get knocked off. I hope on, not. On your point. Oh, geez. Very yeah, close. I'm seeing it. Well, I, I almost got struck once, so I'm, I'm very sensitive. Oh, we these might never puke that. Uh, yeah. But talking about the energies, I think the, the entire solar system is moving into an area of the galaxy in its normal rotation that's much higher energy. And we talk about frequency. It also allows much higher frequencies and vibrations to be available to us as long as we know that. And again, with free will, we can opt for the higher energy and, and help take this world with all of its fear and lower vibration forward you know, in a loving and peaceful manner, as long as they know it's there. I'm My question agreement. with regard to the, uh, this poor gentleman, Howard, because I, I have dealt with people on the other side of this, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I, I wanted to address depression as, as sometimes, because I, look, I know a lot of listeners, uh, uh, personally, you know, that, that have chronic illnesses, chronic pain, uh, that are, you know, uh, paycheck to paycheck, or they have these struggles. And if we, if we have something like a depression, I've been at a place where I've been, you know, depressed and suicidal and lost my will. I think, uh, I think most of the listeners have been in that place. I think all of us talking have been in that place. But the difference is we have to be careful not to personalize our pain, personalize our depression, personalize our anxiety, because then it furthers this snowball of taking our personal power away. And because you're the one man who is better at this, at, at handling the rough end of this than just about anybody, I, I wanted to put that on the table too, because sometimes we all hit a place where we start losing our will. And we start saying, well, they're not really going to miss us. And we end up writing letters like this uh, poor young gentleman did. Yeah. You know? So but, it's, but he inferred that with the, it, it felt to him as though it, it was always something stronger than him, even before he realized it. Mm -hmm. And so to prevent listeners that are in that place from just saying, well, maybe it is something stronger than me that I'll just give into and, and uh, let it win. Uh, because I have worked with people who are psychotic, <laughs> who are severely depressed, sure. you know, uh, living people. And, and, and once we start personalizing the pain, you know, making it an, a, a devil or an angel or, or something else, something stronger than us, we're giving our, with our free will, our personal power away. So they want to discourage listeners from from reaching that place, and nobody better to do it. Well, than that's you. why Bill's on the show. I right, thank you, brother. I right, thank time, you. You know. Go ahead, yeah. Tim. Yeah, I'm uh, going to turn my mic off for a little while, Tim, in case I get struck. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> praying really. right now, Chip. I'm praying that you know that that stays far away from you and your wife. But I'm look as as we're doing the show, I'm looking through that window. I'm going, wow, that looks bad there. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, I think it's the presence of God. He just loves us here. <laughs> well, <laughs> he just likes to say hi every once in a while. That's all. You know, no doubt you, about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got some coming through here uh, shortly too. Yeah, Tim, Chip, I noticed so. that as well. I see the there's trees rustling back there a little <laughs> yeah. bit, so yeah, it's getting close. But, I pray um, for all of you guys, and and Tim, I tell you, I really do feel bad for this young man. It's sad, and I read that letter, and it's just it breaks my heart because I mean, this is uh, 19 years old. This kid, you know, he had everything in front of him, but when people 
um, like Chip said, when they give in, when they give up, that's what the devil wants. He wants us to relinquish all power. And that's how a full possession could take place is that when people get to that point of despair to where they just give up the will to fight, the will to live, then destruction will come. Yeah. Yeah. But but people have to know that they do have the personal power, especially if, if somebody's right on the cusp right now as we speak of hitting that place that uh, we've all been in. Yeah. You know, and, and, and have an understanding. It's like you're, there's 16 feet of cement above you. And how do you get through the cement? What do you do? And when you don't have will and you have this challenge, you have to know that you're the one that can do this. You know, yeah. you can have support, you can have friends, you can have love, uh, or none of it. But it's ultimately your decision. So, And I, you know. I urge anybody out there that might be watching right now or listening in, you know, if you're in um, a situation like this, reach out. You could contact mm -hmm. me. I'm busy, but I'm never too busy to help somebody. Yeah. Visit BillBean.net or BillBeanMinistries.com. Punch my name into Google. You'll be able to contact me. And I'll be there for you because I take this very personally. You know, mm -hmm. having endured the sufferings that I have, how can I not take it personally? Mm -hmm. So this is part of my calling as well. And this is part of how God made it possible for me to be able to connect with such people and them with me. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, you you are this magnificent light to the world. Oh, he is. You know? We well, really, I really thank, you, thank you for it. Chip, you know? when, you meet, when you meet Bill in person, the, the light just radiates from him. I mean, he, he's yeah. genuine. He's One a beautiful, years, genuine brother. person. <laughs> we're going to do something soon. We'll put something together soon. I may be, uh, uh, I have a dear friend in the, um, the Patterson-Brewster area that um, I, it's because of her. She sends some of those clients to me in that area. Mm -hmm. And they want to put together a, a book signing event and it might not be until October, but I'll let you guys know. And if it's possible, maybe we can coordinate it to where you guys could come and be a part of that event. Yeah, we'd, we'd be honored. You know, uh, absolutely honored. You know. All right, I would love it. So I'll let you know as soon as I know what the date is going to be. I'll let you guys know, and then we can meet up there, and okay. it'll be a great night. Any, yeah, hey, Bill, 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 is there any chance you're coming back to my area uh, in, in the yes. future? Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, someone did contact me from your area and my assistant Melinda is working on that now getting that book so once that's booked I'll let you know and then yes I will be seeing you be we'll great. get together we'll have a dinner and then we'll we'll reconnect and I'll have a copy of the new book for you that'd be Road awesome Timmy I'll, I'll keep my wife on a leash and I don't mean that seriously because you know I love her questions I think she's a very bright woman and she's she very is. awake so it was good to talk with her yeah yeah you know just imagine what it's like uh, being married to her for 31 years it makes life beautiful you know it's, it's praise a, God that's wonderful and, and again God knows what he's doing he brings the right people into our lives at the right time and we praise him for it and yeah, she yeah, she yeah, asked yeah. the hard questions to Bill and Bill you were you were you answer those questions like you answer any questions it's like you know yeah, well, you know, we said at the beginning of the show, probably the most important episode we're going to do this year. You know, yeah. and, well, I thank you, brother, and I praise God for it. And again, these things are automatic. When you guys answer, uh, ask these questions, I have the answers because God gives me the answers. And, and he's had the experience. He gives yeah. it all to me. Yeah. yeah. But you have a, a very open heart, which we love to see, especially considering and reminding people that are going through challenges and struggles now that seem never-ending, 
you know. Very On the other end of this, you find wisdom. Uh, but he has found this magnificent open heart, which we can see. We can see the light from his heart as we look at this man. You know, we have the good fortune to do that, even though it's audio only here for the show. So, yeah, I'm bragging. <laughs> well, I thank you, my brother. I do, and I praise God for it. And, and I've said this many times as well. And I've been on coast to coast saying this also for people that do I love to sell books? Oh, yeah, that's great. That's part of what I do in making a living. That's fine. That's wonderful. But if there are people out there, if you can't afford my books, well, then send me an email and I'll send you a free PDF copy so you have it so you can read it because it's important that people have this type of knowledge and understanding so they can move forward in life. That's what it's really about. God blesses me. I can make a living and I can pay my bills and I praise God for that. But I also have a responsibility and obligation as a man of God to try and do everything that I can for people. And if that's giving things away, well, then great. I do that and I take great pleasure in giving to people. Yeah, And what we've seen over time and talking to all the different people we've talked to, he's had the same radio show for the same time that I've had five, <laughs> you know. But we've talked to an awful lot of people. We've done the conventions. We've been in the industry. We've seen all sides of these realms, okay? But the thing that separates the really great people like you from, uh, you know, people who are kind of in it for the money or, or you know, it's their theory or no theory or, or things like that. It's all about the message. It's really all about the message. Yeah. More, more than the money, it, the message. Money helps. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but the message, Money you know, I, that's time. what drives us. You know? I totally agree. And so for me, again, as part of my calling as a man of God, I have to make sure that people are okay. And again, I take it very personally. So I try to go out of my way each and every day of my life to make sure that somebody is okay. And sometimes it gets overwhelming. There's times that so many people contact me, whether it's through calls or text or emails or whatever it may be. I have to sit for a minute, just put my head in my hands and just kind of find a peaceful place for a second. Mm. And then I could come back and do what I'm doing because it gets that overwhelming sometimes. I mean, sure. I have people coming to me from all different directions and it's only by the power of God that I can do what I do for so many. Yeah. Well, you've definitely been bestowed with that grace and, and for a reason. I mean, you yeah. know, I, I think you, you are meant to do this work. Uh, and, and you, you know, you too. But, but you show it by example. You don't show it by, hey, look at me and what I'm no, doing. <laughs> you show it by example. And you guys, you know me well enough. You'd never, ever hear me say, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that. Never. I always give the praise and thanks to God. I've given over 2,000 interviews, and I guarantee if you listen to them, I'd say the same thing every time. <laughs> I give the praise and thanks to God. It is not me. It is not my power. I'm just honored and privileged and thankful that God does work through me in this way to make a difference for people. Yeah. yeah. Timmy. Yeah, and, and he does. I mean, the, the people that we've had on this show that have been helped by you, Bill, are, are, it's phenomenal. You know, and they're great people to, to talk to and to get to know, and, and their stories yeah. are, are pretty, pretty horrific, but to be able to overcome through through your work and through God, it's just it's just incredible. Yeah, and they're the ones that speak on your behalf. You know, you're not doing the speaking on your behalf. They're the ones they're that the do ones it, speaking. and they do it more effectively than you can do it anyway. It's hard to I, talk about ourselves. And I love them dearly, and I consider them all an extension of my family. I mean, I've been in situations to where, through some Skype sessions, that I, 
two in particular come to mind right off the bat. One was with a family uh, in France. Hmm. They didn't speak English, and I don't speak French. <laughs> but yet, through that, through the power of God, even though they didn't understand what I was saying, the power of God came through my voice. It came through the whole situation and delivered them. I had another family in Cairo, Egypt, that could hardly speak any English at all. <laughs> Same thing. God worked through me to help them. And one of their kids was possessed. And God worked through me to help them and to deliver them. So this, again, there's no limit to the power of God. And there's no limit to how he will work through us in helping others. And there's no language barrier. I've seen that in the spirit world, too. You, you know, you have... Uh, like this, it's almost like examples of people saying they've had contact with extraterrestrials and there's this telepathic thing, you know. Yeah. They say things to you that are very complicated, but you get them eventually and then you can say things to them. Or if you have a some sort of, uh, I, I hate to say this by example, Mexican standoff with like a coyote or something, you know. <laughs> Uh, who makes the first move? And, and there's this general sense of, hey, I'm peaceful or you kill me that, that, that is kind of automatically there. So it it's doesn't so, matter. That the, yeah, the language so it barrier. supersedes, right, it supersedes a spoken language. It is this uh, a universal understanding which would come into extrasensory perception uh, to where you have that innate ability. And again, I say that's a gift from God, that, and I think that everybody has it, but some people are able to turn the switch on and others for whatever reasons can or won't. And, and so that is the universal um, connection mm -hmm. through God that we have this automatic knowing of things based on intent. Mm -hmm. And so it really is a, a remarkable and amazing when something like that takes place because even though you're on two different spectrums, you know, with a language barrier, it comes right to that middle place to where through the power of God, it can be accomplished, and that's it. You think they don't yeah. turn that switch on out of fear, Bill? Yes, and that's a good question, Tim. I think a lot of people, they have, they've had experiences, and they become very fearful, mm -hmm. and they just don't want to go there. No. Did uh, we lose you, Bill? No, I'm still here. Okay. I, I, have, I have a very dear uh, little niece who I know is intuitive uh, to the extent that it's pretty strong. But because of her mother and her teachings and her training, um, she shot it off uh, for whatever reason. But I think one reason is out of fear because she's fearful of it. She's yeah. fearful of those things that she sees and hears and experiences, so she kind of turned that switch off. And I, I hope that for God, one day she'll open it, she'll let that switch and let that light through. And I be, pray that too. And if I can ever be of assistance, please don't hesitate. And and God bless her. And I pray that she finds peace. And may God bless her with understanding, and eliminate the fear to where she can take these next steps. Obviously, he's put some type of calling on her life mm -hmm. in order for these uh, abilities to be turned on in the first place. Right. And so now we have to trust in him to grow her and lead her to the way and in the way that he will. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, the toughest thing about being a dad, mm -hmm. especially to a, you know, daddy's little girl, <laughs> uncle's little is girl. The, the best <laughs> thing that you can do is let them have these experiences, mm -hmm. you know. Don't jump in every time that something could come up and stop yeah. them. 
you have to, and it, boy, it's hard. And I, I mean, think that it takes it takes all the grace that you can muster, my friend, to to let them yeah. walk into walls. You know, so they can learn not to walk into walls and just I, because you tell them there's a wall there that you know they're not going to listen to you. Yeah, <laughs> and I think they're that, there to blame you for everything that bad that you've ever done to them. Mm. That's their job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your job is yeah. to let them walk in the walls, and and boy, that's tough. And and he's kind of saying this the same way with your niece. You know, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. you've learned from your experiences. You've had experiences early, and you shared them with people because you thought that it was a common thing, and and got kind of uh, punished and ostracized for it for a while. Mm -hmm. So you know, but, and I look at it like this: we all have a journey in life. So right. again, going right back to. What I said earlier, you know, I could not be where I'm at now and helping exactly. people had I not been there. So it was necessary for me to have those That's types true. of experiences to be where I'm at. So I think it'll be the same thing for her, Tim, and God yeah. bless her. And I pray that uh, God will work through her in a great way to help many. Yeah, we, we kind of, you know, it's weird. We kind of get that feeling, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I believe it. I okay. absolutely believe it. Maybe I'll I'll be an inspiration to her, and she'll be back in back Absolutely. part of my life again. You know, no question. Yeah. And I pray that that will come very very soon. And may God work through you in that way. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't doubt that for a second. Yeah, but all good things in time. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's got to be <laughs> timing. Sometimes is the thing, and it it's never on your schedule. You know? True. It's no, God's schedule. God does everything in His time, and He will bring these things in in His time. So this is where we've got to trust in Him. And this is where we've got to build our faith in knowing exactly. that he really is with us and for us. And he really does love us. And he really does have a plan for our lives, for all of us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and again, Timmy, you know, I mean, look at what uh, Bill here has been through mm -hmm. and look at what he's done with it. You know, I mean, and, and it's not a quick fix. You know? No, it is not. And, uh, and, and, and it wasn't, it was not anything near easy. And we have so many people listening who feel that way in their life right now stuck or you know one step forward two steps back you know and our main concern is they're not giving their personal power away to some invisible force you know because that makes it easier for them to stay stuck there they're fighters mm -hmm. he's a fighter you know he fought through all these battles so he can fight on behalf of others but he's encouraging people to take their personal power and their strength and their faith yes you know? Absolutely. So again, I can't stress it enough about this warrior mode, mm -hmm. staying in this level of faith, strength, and courage, and knowledge is power. So when we make the connection with God, we really truly decide by our own free will to make God first in our lives, then God will have us to thirst for knowledge. And as we're thirsting for this knowledge, that knowledge will then become power and we will have the confidence and the ability uh, to see things that we couldn't see before because God will open our eyes and show us things that we couldn't see before. And he'll help us to boldly move forward in that level of faith, strength, and courage. Now, I'm not saying that there won't be any types of uh, obstacles in life because that's life. We're all faced with challenges from time to time. But I can personally tell you that when some type of uh, challenge comes into my life, I don't worry about it because I know that God's <laughs> with me and for me and he will get me through. He'll make a way where there isn't a way. He's done it for me so many times I've lost mm -hmm. count now. Yep, yep, yep. And, but people, that pattern, though, in the listeners is available to you listening, you know, yeah. as long as you're aware of it. As long as you're aware that, you know, ultimately it's you. 
ultimate it's you and you have that's that true. faith and that strength and god and, god created us to give us this free yeah. will and to give us the power it's his power working through us and we we have the ability to make choices we have free will but when we can really activate that power of god within us and then we become really strong and powerful in that way who can be against us no one or nothing because god has us in his covering so we can have that that confidence that knowing that blessed assurance that god really is with us and he is for us and he does have angels with us and he can help us to move forward in life but we have to do it we have so god will do his part i'll do my part as an agent for god now always tell my clients they have to do their part mm -hmm. and their part is to have to really have that level of faith strength and courage in order to be stand be able to stand up in that type of way to be ready for anything and to know that they don't have to fear anyone or anything anymore because God truly is with us and for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I think we, we all have a real treat coming to us in this re-released edition of your book. Can't uh, wait. And like I said, after the show, I'm going to send both of you PDFs, and I hope that you will, if you have time, yeah. that you'll give me your thoughts with a little review or something like oh, that, sure. what you think Absolutely. about it. Um, but I really feel that this is going to, and I say on my websites, and then this is dedicated to all that have suffered from evil or are currently suffering from evil in a variety of ways, including mm -hmm. that young man that we've talked about Right. that unfortunately took his life and it's very very sad to me just every time i think about it uh it really really makes me feel sad because that young man was robbed mm -hmm. of his life yeah and, and look we all make mistakes mm -hmm. there is not one person on this earth that hasn't made a mistake or will continue to make a mistake but uh we all have a moral compass as well and furthermore when we truly connect with god making him first He'll give us something that we wouldn't have any other way. Mm -hmm. And yeah. once we have that, he'll help us to overcome the situations, whatever it may be. But it has to be an authentic. So there are lots of people that could say, I go to church uh, every Sunday or I go to church every Wednesday and Sunday. And that's great. But if you're not going for the right reasons, well, then you're wasting your time. You can go to church 24-7, mm -hmm. but if you don't have a real relationship with God, forget it. You're yeah. wasting your time. And you're wasting <laughs> God's time as and well. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And furthermore, <laughs> church starts right here. The church has to start here. Mm -hmm. It yeah. starts here. So it starts with us and our connection with God. And then we can go out from there. Uh, another thing that really boggles my mind about some of these churches, and again, they know who they are, and more importantly, God knows who they are. <laughs> yep, they, yep. they will say, well, we're going to, for the next uh, six months, if you will double your tithes, <laughs> we're going to send monies over to Africa or places like this. We're going to send these large money. Okay, well... Wait a minute. Now, nothing against the people of Africa. And believe me, if I had the financial means, I'd help everybody sure. in this world. Yeah. But how about starting with the people right around your church? Your own community. Your own community. Yeah. How about yeah. starting there? How about helping the homeless people there? How about you know starting there and then going out from there? Uh, that, to me, would make a whole lot more sense. But I'll tell you why they don't do that. 
And the reason that they don't do that is because you can't track those monies that are being sent over to there. So they might give five or 10% of what they've collected off of the people to that. And then they're pocketing the rest. And I'm sorry to say that, yeah. but it's true. We have a yeah, local gospel missions here in Butler County and, and they, they have these missions. They have these children in Africa. Who they help. And, uh, I was talking to them a few years back and they just have pictures of these kids. They don't know their names, but they have pictures, and they claim that that they're the they're the ones that they're helping. You know, there's all yeah, kinds of and, and again, like uh, my question to them would be: if I were in their presence, I would say, okay, well, look, this is wonderful, and believe me, I want to help the whole world. However, how about starting right here in your own community? Exactly. Start with these people right here, and let's see some real change right here, and then we'll go out from there. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I would get a very quick dismissal. Or maybe even no answer at all and shuffled out or whatever it may be. They might even call the police on me. I don't know. Because if I went into some of these churches and speak the way that I speak with the wisdom and knowledge that God's given to me, they would call the police on me. They don't like being outshined, that's for sure. And look, I'm not out to be against anybody, but I am for the truth. And when you go in and speak truths in some of these places, they do not want it because you're upsetting the apple cart then. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's almost like a universal understanding of, of this this um, benevolence, this uh, generosity, the, the, the spirit of healing, you know, yeah. because that's what you've been granted. Yeah. And, and there is, even within each and every one of us, you know, we do get that just that deeper sense that either somebody has our back you know, or or that we will get through this, or things will get better, mm-hmm. or we can help, or we can turn our lives around by just doing nice things for people without expecting anything in return, or for, for acceptance or manipulative purposes. And I'm glad you're saying that it. too, Chip, because that <laughs> brings me to the next thing, with the tithe. Now, tithing is a wonderful thing. But if we're not giving with a glad heart, you might as well light that money on fire. If you're tithing because your pastor is shaming you into that, and that happens, believe me, so many people have come to me and said that they were really hijacked into giving even when they didn't have the money. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're doing that, there's no blessing or favor on that money. You might as well light it on fire. Jesus said to give with a glad heart. And furthermore, the tithe, the origins of tithing, was between God and the Levite priest. It was not between God and us. Now, that's not to say mm-hmm. that we, as human beings, shouldn't give because we should, mm-hmm. but we should give by our own choice and by our own desire to do so. And therefore, there's blessing on that because we've given without wanting to receive anything in, in return. So that's where Jesus talks about giving with a glad heart. If you're not doing that, forget it. Speaking yeah, of giving, I mean, we're about out of time, and uh, yep. please, please donate to this network. Uh, com. click on the donate button, and because of, uh, without you, there is no us, and we, we appreciate all our donations so we can stay on the air, so we can help people uh, who suffer from from depression and, and, and other uh, negative forces and mental illnesses that, that may be uh, plaguing their lives, so I want to... 
Um, thank the listeners for for the for the show this evening, and I want to thank you, Bill. You've been great. You've been a light to the world and delight to me uh, personally. Uh, love and God bless you both and your families, and I look forward to the next time. It's really been a pleasure. It's been and too boy, long. The, the two hours went like that. <laughs> yeah, right. Fastest two hours on radio, man. Yeah, yeah. It goes by so, quick. Uh, so for the for the re-release of the book and for other things, uh, there is BillBeanMinistries.com. I saw a BillJBean.com. Yeah, there's there's three of them. BillJBean.com, BillBean.net, and BillBeanMinistries.com. So any one of those three, or if you punch my name into Google, you'll get it. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, you can contact me that way. But uh, again, I want to thank you guys. I want to thank everybody out there for watching and listening in. God bless you all. And if you need help, don't hesitate to contact me. If you want to get a copy of the new book, same thing. Uh, any of those places, you can get it. So thank you all very much, and God bless. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and end the show because we're out of time. And up, up next, the great Michael Vera for Late Night in the Midlands. I'm going to end the song Michael with... And one in the song with Michael Tomlin, Holy is the Lord. It's, it's about a 1 minute and 31 second uh, ending of that song. I'm going to play that uh, for, for, for our special guests and our listeners this evening. So, Bill, if you want to stay on for a few minutes uh, after the show, that'd be great. Uh, if not, you know, I understand <laughs> that you, have, you know, may have something else to do. But in that, I want to thank the listeners uh, and uh, donate to this network because Without you, there is no loss, essentially. So good night, everybody. And uh, be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern right here for the Supernatural Realm. And Monday, 7 to 9, I am the producer. Chip is the host for Kindness Beyond the Bill right here on WCET.FM. Good night, everybody. God bless, and uh, have a great evening. Good night. And everyone sees